welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and finally, at long last, I am, you know, back in the saddle or back in the kitchen, who knows. Anyway, thank you again for everyone's patience these past few weeks. I feel like it's been three weeks since I haven't put out an episode, and I, for one, appreciate everyone just kind of, you know, remaining calm and knowing that I would return one day, and here I am. And I did mention last week in my, uh, I called it a just a splash of the good vanilla, that uh, Carmen opened this past Saturday. I'm in a production of Carmen, and uh, it was a great night. It felt really great to be on stage. This is the first show I have done. I keep wanting to say post-pandemic, but like we're still in it. I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. But uh, nonetheless, it was a great night, um, and we have three more shows coming up. I'm glad that we're finally open, and, uh, you know, my life is slowly shifting back to its normal routine, which means that I get time to, you know, head back on, head back over to East Hampton and talk about breakfast. What more could you ask for? Am I right? So I, I kind of just want to get into this episode, so let's do it. This is season two. Episode 7, and this is called Sunday Breakfast. Ina begins, One of my favorite times to entertain is Sunday breakfast. Everyone's got lots of energy, and when the party's over, you still have the whole day ahead of you. One of the key things, though, is you want to have lots of recipes you can make in advance. Nobody wants to get up at 4 a.m. Hmm. I'm making smoked salmon frittata that's served in the pan right out of the oven. Banana crunch muffins that I'll mix the night before and bake just before breakfast. Fresh fruit and honey vanilla yogurt and some spicy Bloody Marys. And I'm sure Eli is going to bring some of his fabulous breads. (laughs) Sounds like a great day to me. I'm excited. Uh, And I have quite a twist here uh, today to share with all you listeners about Bloody Marys. This is the first thing that Ina starts off with. And I have railed against Bloody Marys in past episodes. I, I did not see the draw. I did I thought they were, for lack of a better word, just gross. I just didn't like them. I don't see the point of drinking tomato juice with like horseradish in it and calling it a cocktail. But I will say that I, I guess two weekends ago, I guess, I went, my friends invited uh, Keon and I to a, it was a mimosa bar, but it was also a Bloody Mary bar. So I got a mimosa first and it was nice, but like, I will say, I think I've said this on the pod uh, prior to this, like I love everything that goes on top of a Bloody Mary. Like I love like a pickle, a slice of bacon, some shrimp, olives. I love all that. I'll take a celery stock too, why not? But I'd never really liked the mix. And I was like, what? and I'm not opposed to trying it. Like, maybe I just never had the right Bloody Mary was kind of my, you know, my sort of opinion up until this point. And I tried. So I was like, all right, I'll get a Bloody Mary. And they had, um, they had like six different types of vodka, like flavored vodkas. They had like, one of them was like a garlic vodka, which I felt like Keon got. He, he's always into that stuff. But I got a cucumber flavored uh, vodka, which was great. And I feel like it was just like the perfect match for, you know, the Bloody Mary mix, what they ha- which they had in like a, it was almost like, I don't know, something you would see at like 
7-Eleven. It was like this huge thing with like a spout. And, um, but you could tell it was homemade. So I was like, all right, let's do this. And I got like, you know, all this, they had all the things there. It was great. I got shrimp. I think they, they did have like sausages to put on it, like kielbasa or kabasi, as we say in Pittsburgh. Um, but I did get the shrimp. I got, I think I got like some cheese as well, like a skewer with some blocks of cheese on it, bacon. They also had, but I didn't get, cause I <laughs> just like, at some point I looked at it. I was like, okay, I think I have enough, but there was, um, it was like pickled eggs. Oh, they're so like pickled eggs in the um what are those things called the red circle things why am i blanking on this oh my gosh beets <laughs> i like stared at the wall and had to think of what they were called like they're dyed pink because of the beets it's those ugh, i could eat like 500 of them but at this point my bloody mary was looking crazy so i was like i will pass on the pickled eggs for now um and i got it and i i had to say I enjoyed it. I really did. And I don't know if I'm going to order them all the time, but I think it would have to be like a special occasion because I feel like a Bloody Mary can be like can potentially be a gamble depending on where you are, because if they just have like shitty Bloody Mary mix, like I don't want it. Like I want the full like Bloody Mary bar. I want to see the homemade Bloody Mary mix before I commit, you know, so I mean, I know it's shocking. I, I, I didn't really like them before. I, I don't love them now, but I do like them a lot. And I think this is the beginning of um, a really special friendship uh, with Bloody Marys or a special relationship, we'll say. Um, so anyway, let's get back to Ina's Bloody Marys. So she says, uh, she tells us that Bloody Marys are the only cocktail you can reasonably have at breakfast. So she um, is chopping up some stalks of celery and she says, I really hate those watery Bloody Mary mixes, which uh, sound gross. So there's that. So she's making her own sort of, you know, from scratch Bloody Mary mix. She puts the chopped celery into the food processor and then she adds three teaspoons of grated horseradish. I don't know if there there had to have been horseradish in the Bloody Mary that I had, but I didn't taste it. But I don't know. I would skip it if it were me. Like I... With horseradish, I feel like a little goes a long way. I get nervous about it. But maybe, you know, there's so much going on that it kind of just mellows out a little bit once it's all incorporated. Who knows? Um, but from there, she adds two teaspoons of grated onion, a teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce, uh, some celery salt, which she says, it's just really celery seed and salt. Say that fast. Celery seed and salt, celery seed and salt, celery seed and salt. Not too hard, Ina. <laughs> There's something else later, though, that as I was writing it down was the true tongue twister. I hope I remember what it was. I was taking notes, but uh, I think I'll remember when I came when I come across it. Um, so after that, she adds a little bit of salt and she says as much Tabasco sauce as you dare. Hmm. And she tops it off with some fresh squeezed lemon juice and then gives it a good blitz in the food processor. Food processor, excuse me. Uh, it looks like green sludge. It, it is not a pretty color. Um, but you know, she gets the, uh, like this huge pitcher out and she pours a 46 can, 46 ounce can of tomato juice into it. It was like the good tomato sauce or tomato juice. Excuse me. <laughs> can you imagine if it was tomato sauce? Oh God, actually I'd be into that. Um, and she scoops, uh, the pureed celery and spice mix into the pitcher of tomato juice and she gives it a big stir and says, and then tomorrow everyone can add vodka or not. And then she just like 
smiles and puts it in the refrigerator. So now it is the next morning and I Ina is ironing. That's the one. Ina is ironing. Say that three. I'm going to try. Ina is ironing. Iron it. I, oh, it's hard. That is the tongue twister. So you're welcome, everyone. Um, so she says, this is really good. Ina says, every girl's got an obsession. And for me, it's really gorgeous linens, perfectly ironed, no starch. <laughs> She's like, I just hate the idea of like wiping your mouth with starch. I don't know if she said like, I hate how it tastes or feels or something. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's fine. So she shows us her process of ironing napkins. It does look beautiful. I mean... I don't know if I would do it, like our napkins, like we wash them. We have like some, I guess, linen napkins. Is that what material it is? I don't know. But we just put them in the wash. Um, but these ones look fancy. So they have like this, they're white, but they have like these little green, like light green squares on them. I don't know. It seems expensive. So suddenly it's nighttime again in East Hampton and it's time for banana crunch muffins. Uh, this is the last thing she's making uh, before she goes to bed. She's making it overnight and then baking them off in the morning. But I would argue, couldn't you just make them the night before and then, you know, put them put them in the oven for like like 10 minutes at 200 degrees or something just to like heat them through. I don't know. To each their own. I mean, I get it. Like you want to wake up and bake fresh muffins and this is part of the, you know, make it ahead approach. So I obviously know that it would taste, it would be fresh if if you did it the morning of, but I'm just trying to like, you know, it's one more thing to do in the morning. You got to wake up and scoop these muffins. But anyway, um, so she is making these muffins. Uh, she combines... You know, some of the usual suspects for the dry ingredients, flour, sugar, baking powder, baking soda, and some salt. And then she dumps the dry ingredients into the mixture, or the mixer, excuse me, and moves on to the wet ingredients, which are two eggs, three quarters of a cup of milk, um, and that... Oh, I, I, I forgot to tell you, uh, all you listeners, um, in the interim of me not publishing episodes or releasing episodes, I found a glass Pyrex measuring cup at the thrift store. I think I found it. I don't know if Keon found it. Either way, we have it now. And uh, it's really nice. It's not the huge, crazy one that Ina has. It's just like a regular, like, it's like a one cup measuring cup. And I have not used it once, <laughs> I feel, since I got it. So it's like one of those things where you, you want it for so long, and then you finally get it, and then it just sits there. I don't know. Because the, you know, the anticipation just wears off, and you're like, all right, I guess I have it now. Anyway, um, I lost my place in my notes here. Oh, she says, next she adds a little bit of vanilla. She sniffs the bottle, smiles at the camera and says, I love vanilla. Um, last and certainly not least is a half a pound of butter melted and cooled. Uh, and then she pours the wet ingredients into the dry ingredients that are in the standing mixer. And, uh, you know, she gives it a whirl. She scrapes the side of the bowl and tells us that tomorrow she's going to add coconut, bananas, granola, and all kinds of delicious things. So then it's it's the next morning we get that little, like, you know, that, like, outdoor shot of her, like, shutting off the lights in the house. <laughs> and then it's the next morning. And Ina is doing some chores. She is emptying the dishwasher. Ugh, she's just like us. She makes some coffee in that <laughs> basic coffee maker. Um, you know, we watch it brew for a couple seconds. It's all very exciting. 
And then she grabs a couple things out of the fridge because it is time to make the smoked salmon frittata. She walks over to the stove top where she has some onions already sauteing away. And she tells us that the frittata is going to have salmon and goat cheese. And to that, I say, yes, please. This sounds great. I actually made a frittata over the weekend. I mean, listen, everyone, I, I feel like a frittata is so easy to make. And I'm not like, you know, I made a couple frittatas in my life. I'm not a, a pro by any means, but it really is that like the perfect combo of like, what do I have in my fridge that I need to get rid of? Whether it's like veggies or like a couple pieces of meat or whatever it happens to be. I have, I found this recipe that is, it's just six eggs, a quarter cup of milk. I actually used oat milk, like unflavored oat milk, just like plain. And that was it. And then you just like whatever else you want, like onions and, uh, you know, spinach or whatever it happens to be. And then you cook it at like 400 degrees for 15 minutes. Uh, actually a little bit longer than that because it was a little gooey in the middle. So I had to put it back in, but very easy to make a frittata. I, I used to get it confused with a quiche. A quiche has a crust. A frittata does not. I don't know how to remember that. Um, quiche crust they both I don't know <laughs> I'm trying to like think of some clever uh device but it's not there anyway I love frittatas I'm excited for this one so Ina adds double the amount of eggs that I just mentioned she uh gets the eggs ready 12 to be exact and she the way she throws these eggshells is wild and I've said it before I think we all know that Ina likes to whip the egg like eggshells into that sink but she is like she's got quite the arm she is like wailing these eggshells across the room after she cracks them i was dying <laughs> so then she gets a big whisk and gives the eggs a big mix uh and then to the eggs she adds a cup of heavy cream four ounces of goat cheese crumbled up and she adds the smoked salmon which she kind of did a little bit of a rough chop and then she adds three scallions both the whites and the greens and I wrote this in my notes. Are people not using the full scallion? Like, I it's interesting because I feel like she typically says that. Like, both the greens... I guess it's just being specific, but, like, it would be such a waste. Uh, because I know, like, if you're sautéing scallions or something, you should, like, use the white parts first because they're they're obviously a little bit more tough. And then, I mean, you could use, like, the greens for garnish and stuff. But I just... I, what, what's the situation where you wouldn't use the whole scallion? I don't know what that is. Maybe, maybe some of, some of you know. Um, so she, in addition to the scallions, she puts in three tablespoons of dill, some fresh dill to be specific, uh, and then some salt and pepper, and then gives that a stir. And then she pours the egg mixture right into the onions that were sauteing in the pan. So very easy, sort of like a one pot, or in this, like this case, one pan meal. And she puts that in the oven for 300 degrees for about 50 minutes, which is... I mean, it's a big frittata. It's very wide. Um, 12 eggs is a lot. So anyway, uh, where do we go next? Next up is, okay, we are finishing the banana crunch muffins. Uh, she mashes up some bananas, two of them to be specific. And in addition to that, she also adds one banana chopped, which I love. I love that they're, in addition to like the mush, there's like a little bit of texture uh, with like little chunks of banana. I think that sounds delish. Um, after that, she really does add, like, a lot of delicious things. She adds one cup of granola, one cup of diced walnuts, and one cup of coconut. And it looks great. Like, I 
I don't know why I don't remember. I feel like Ina has a couple banana muffin recipes. I feel like all of them just run together for me for some reason. But this, I would try this in a heartbeat. I love everything that goes into this. Uh, she gives that a big mix. Uh, she oils the top of the muffin pans, which I think is, I think that's smart, just in case there happens to be like an unruly muffin top, you know, when you take it out. And uh, she adds the muffin cups and scoops them into the cups or scoops the batter into the cups uh, with an ice cream scoop. And then on top of that, she also puts a few uh, dried banana chips, which are delicious. But aren't they like terrible for you? I don't know. I feel like one time I was eating like dried banana chips and someone was like, you know, those are full of sugar. I was like, yeah, don't do this to me. You know what I mean? Like you feel like there's nothing worse than like finding a snack that you think is healthy and it's not. And someone tells you about it. I'm like, just just let me think that this is good for me. You know what I mean? It's it's better than like eating a tub of Nutella, which I would do. And ooh, that would be really good. Like a little banana chip with some Nutella, putting that on the list. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, everything is bad for you. Uh, next, Ina is on the move in East Hampton. She pulls up to this like roadside flower stand. Um, she's looking for something big and dramatic, which, you know, we've never heard that before and tells us that the, the sunflowers should do the trick. They are beautiful. Uh, sunflowers are my mom's favorite flower too. So excellent choice, Ina. So, uh, she takes them back to the house. She like walks up to the house with like the newspaper and the sunflowers in hand. She's like very close to like just whacking these sunflowers on the ground by accident because they're very tall. Uh, but she doesn't. Um, so now she's setting up like... I guess like the dining room or the kitchen, wherever they're eating. And she's like putting like a very nice folded napkin into the basket for the muffins. And she has a few cutting boards, one for Eli's bread and one for the frittata. And last but certainly not least, we finally get this honey vanilla yogurt, which is basically her just like, this is what she says. She's like, this is what I call hardly cooking. Hmm. Which is not, I mean, it's not cooking. It, it's just basically doctoring up like a, what would normally be like a plain gross. Yogurt. There's nothing worse than plain yogurt. Am I right, ladies? It's just like, ugh. what's the point? And if, especially if you don't add anything in it, like you at least have to have some honey in there. So she's she's really going for it here. I think uh, we start with some fat free plain yogurt in a bowl. And then she adds some good vanilla and two tablespoons of good honey. She's using a local honey. And then she adds the seeds of a vanilla bean and stirs that up, which is great. I mean, we all, we love those specks, you know? It makes it, anytime there's like specks in vanilla ice cream, I immediately think that like, it's 10 times fancier. <laughs> so uh, she stirs that all up and pours it into a silver serving bowl. And up next is the fruit for the fruit salad. Uh, she segments an orange, which like she goes in between like like the membranes. I feel she's done that on like other episodes with like different types of citrus. Um, and she tells us how the orange juice will help keep the bananas from going brown. And speaking of the bananas, she chops that up next. And then she just kind of uh, mixes the orange and the banana together to get like the juice just evenly distributed over those bananas. And... Uh, she finishes it off with some strawberries, some raspberries, blueberries, and then some green grapes. She says, I always like to have something green, whether it's kiwi or grapes. Um, I can't think of any other green fruit 
I don't know, Granny Smith Apple? That would be weird. Um, she mixes it up and says, that looks good enough to eat. And then she's like, hmm, I think I hear the Zabars in their antique car. And then she like floats out into the, you know, I don't think she actually greets them. We see the Zabars, which my autocorrect and my notes corrected it to zebras. So the zebras pull up in their gorgeous VW bug. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like an original bug. It's so cute. It's like a robin's egg blue color. Ugh, love it. Um, so it's the Zabars, their kids, and their dog. Possibly two dogs. More on that later. So we get some footage of just like one of the boys walking the dog through the yard. Jeffrey's sitting outside with Eli's wife. They're both like reading the newspaper. It's like, it's a really lovely Sunday morning. And so now Eli is in the kitchen with Ina. And she's like, <laughs> she's basically like, are you going to slice this bread or what? And he brought so much bread, like enough bread for 50 people. I mean, I will never complain about that, but it just seems excessive. So Eli chooses a Paris loaf to start with. It looks beautiful. Um, and then Ina says, okay, orange butter, pay attention. She's like, this is going to go so quick. She adds half a pound of butter, uh, you know, room temperature butter into the standing mixture and then adds orange marmalade to it. And that's it. I mean, we've talked about flavored butters before. I think it is something that's like myself included, like so... Uh, like overlooked or like I don't think to do it but like it's such an easy thing to do so you know and everyone loves butter my god um so Ina walks outside and she kind of just yells like breakfast is ready and then she's like clap clap <laughs> and she's like come on boys and everyone goes back to the kitchen Ina takes the smoked salmon frittata out of the oven she says it's perfect but I don't think it is, Ina. I still saw, like, it is very clear in this episode when you look at this uh, frittata that is still jiggly in the middle. And, I mean, 50 minutes is a lot to wait for, but I think you could have put it back in for another five. And maybe it's still cooking. I don't know. But, like, I don't, I wouldn't take the risk. I don't know. Because it happened to me with my frittata. I, I cooked it for 15 minutes. And I was like, ah, I think I'm going to put it back in. I think I ended up cooking it for, like, another five or six minutes. Um... But then it looked fine when she served it. So what do I know? Um, so Jeffrey's there and she's like, or she's like portioning out the, you know, handing out the frittata. And Jeffrey's like, can I go first? And I was like, no. <laughs> she's like, uh, what did she say to him? Something like, you're not a guest or something. She's like scolding him. Uh, next, they're at the table and they're putting the orange marmalade on the bread. And Je <laughs> Jeffrey says, where's mine? And Ina's like, help yourself. Am I your mother? You could tell it was like a genuinely like annoyed moment. I just feel like, I feel like Ina takes, like has to take Jeffrey shoe shopping. You know, when you go to like the shoe store and you see a guy like in his 60s or 70s and the wife is just like helping him choose the shoes as if he was like six years old. I don't know why that is. Unless you're one of those dads who just like, you buy the same pair of shoes. Like once you turn 40, you just buy the same pair of shoes until you die. You know what I mean? But like if it's a special shoe, especially like a dress shoe, I feel like that could take hours. And I feel like Ina, she has to like be there for Jeffrey because he won't be able to make a decision or he'll buy something crazy. So uh, anyway, the muffins, they look great. Uh, she pours the Bloody Marys after they're done eating, like mid meal. And to me, 
I would have liked, like, you know how I just said that Jeffrey was out there with Eli's wife just, like, reading the newspaper? That's when you need the Bloody Mary. You don't need it now. I don't know why, don't know why she chose that time. But, you know, it could just be the editing. Um, so she looks at the camera after she pours the, the Bloody Marys and she says, spicy Bloody Marys. Hmm. And then she, <laughs> she gives them to everyone and they're drinking them and... Then she serves up the yogurt with fresh fruit. Everyone is very excited. And then Ina says, she like, you know, she kind of sits down and puts her hands out. And she's like, so the best thing about a breakfast party is that you have the whole day ahead of you. What are you doing this afternoon, Eli? And then Eli says something about like, it was like kind of funny. It was like, well, I was hoping to drive in and go to work. Maybe he's just like a little buzzed and, you know, can't do that now. So I don't know. And then... I think it was Eli who said, what about Toby and Minnie? Don't they get anything? And I'm assuming those are the dogs, but we only saw one dog. So maybe there's two. I'm, I doubt he's talking about his kids because he has two boys. Anyway, um, so then we have this like, I don't know how to describe this. It was like 90s sitcom music. It was like, it was like half serious and half not. It was like kind of like a jaunty sort of like samba but, like, it just sounded so specific. It was, like, the end of, like, a Full House episode when, like, Danny Tanner would sit on the bed and talk to DJ. Deej, he'd be like, you know what, Deej? You got to open up. You got to come to me if there's a problem. She's like, I know, Dad. And then they hug, and then everyone says, aw. <laughs> Remember those days? Um, but that's what this music was. It's Ina and Jeffrey. They're, like, sitting outside with, like, a cup of coffee. It's very picturesque. And Ina asks him, that was really fun, wasn't it? Wasn't that a lot of fun? She, like, jabs him in the ribcage with her elbow, like, say it was fun. <laughs> and Jeffrey's like, uh, oh, no, she said. And then she's like, well, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? He's like, well, I thought I would take the car apart and put it back together. And it is funny, actually, because Jeffrey, you know, as we know, he can't do anything. Um, he's, And then he says, I could repaint your kitchen. And Ina was like, no. And Ina says, how about you take a nap? And Jeffrey's like, yeah, I can do that. And it's cute. And Ina rests her head on Jeffrey's shoulder. And Jeffrey asks her, how about you? What are you going to do? And she's like, how about we do the garden? And Jeffrey's like, the whole garden? And Ina gives like this little like, I don't even know. It was like a like this vocal fry laugh. It was almost like a mwahahaha. She's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> it's what weird. Um, but it was like still kind of cute. But she didn't respond. That was the that was the end of the episode, and fade to black. <sighs> what an episode! I you know I revealed the surprise twist of finally coming around to Bloody Marys. Who knows what will happen next week? Maybe I'll maybe I'll be um, a blue cheese convert by next week. I doubt that will ever happen. Um, but you know, I I swore that I wouldn't love Bloody Marys, and now look at me. So huh, until then, I um, I think it's time to wrap this up. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jeffrey's lead and go have a nap. But uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. 
And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.